well, you already disclosed 200 paid customers. And I already asked you what your minimum price point was. And you said hundred bucks a month. So can't I just multiply those two together to get $20,000 a month in revenue? Well, you can. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka. Now, if you're hearing this, it means you're not currently on our subscriber feed. To subscribe, go to getlatka.com. When you subscribe, you won't hear ads like this one. You'll get the full interviews. Right now, you're only hearing partial interviews. And you'll get interviews three weeks earlier from founders, thinkers, and people I find interesting. Like Eric Wan, 18 months before he took Zoom public. We got to grow faster. Minimum is 100% over the past several years. Or bootstrap founders like Vivek of Question Pro. When I started the company, it was not cool to raise. Or Looker CEO Frank Bean before Google acquired his company for $2.6 billion. We want to see a real pervasive data culture, and then the rest flows behind that. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. There, you'll find a private RSS feed that you can add to your favorite podcast listening tool, along with other subscriber-only content. Now look, I never want money to be the reason you can't listen to episodes. On the checkout page, you'll see an option to request free access. I grant 100% of those requests, no questions asked. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Vitaly Davidov. He is building a company called Adapty. He has the founder and CEO. They recently went through 500 startups and they're helping people think about how to A-B test pricing and paywalls. Vitaly, you ready to take us to the top? Yeah. All right. So when did you guys launch the company? Uh, so we launched the company in October 2019. 2019. When did you go through 500? Um, so we were applied that uh, October 2020. And graduated just in February. Okay. So tell me a little bit about like why your brain is uniquely positioned to think about A-B testing and paywalls. Did you have some horror story in your past about pricing or what's the background? Yeah. Um, so first of all, we're doing A-B testing and paywalls all about mobile and app purchases. It's pretty important. And it all started back in 2016 when me and my co-founder were working at Easy10. So in 2016, EZ10 was a top five mobile language learning application. So it was, it was pretty huge. And we were pioneers in mobile subscriptions. And I was the one responsible for price testing and user acquisition. And I think for the next two years, we tried everything possible. So, you know, we did, we bought a lot of traffic. We did different experiments from, you know, different trials and et cetera. And one day we decided, you know, you know, we built an internal prototype and we decided one day, hey, maybe we can build a different kind of business out of it. You know, we solved our own problems and decided to build just a global product. And that's how we started adapting. So we have a, a, our own experience working with it. So you launched in 2019. Now, did you build for like a year with no customers or did you have any revenue in 2019? So in, because we, we started development in October, we, uh, we didn't have any clients in, in 2019. And we, had, we got our first client in, in January 2020 with the first super early version. And during the next four months or even five months, we've been doing more you know, beta and testing, how we can do it, how we can manage it, and et cetera. And then we launched publicly on Product Hunt in June. 2020 
And since that, you know, starting acquiring new users. Tell me about the product hunt launch. Uh, how many upvotes did you get and were you able to convert the product hunt users into paid customers? It's a good question. <laughs> um, so uh, it was a pretty, you know, for us, it wasn't any kind of milestone. So we just decided, hey, maybe it would be cool to celebrate it with a product hunt launch. And so we created, you know, creatives and just and just launched it. We didn't buy any upvotes, so we organically get over 500, as I remember, upvotes. I don't remember the exact number right now. Yeah, yeah, it was four. Think, it was healthy. You got about four hundred and five upvotes. Yeah, uh, completely organical and healthy. And I think we got maybe ten customers out of it. I re I really don't remember. I mean, back back in this time, we didn't measure our marketing performance, so <laughs> it was also almost all organic. So, so I mean, how many customers are you serving today? So we are serving a couple of hundred of mobile developers, um, you know, and in total we serve over over two million of subscribers. So because our clients are mobile apps with subscriptions, and we serve hundreds of them, and we serve over two million of end subscribers. I mean, physical people. Yep. So are you're you're mainly selling you're mainly selling to the developer then, not a marketer. Um, I would say that we're selling to software companies, but our clients mostly are marketers because Adaptive is built for, yeah, Adaptive is built for two, two kinds of people. First of all, it's for developers because we significantly increase the speed of deploying and implementing app subscriptions. And second, and mainly, it is built for marketers because we can dramatically increase you know, your conversion rates. Yeah, but that sales process is very different. Selling Adaptive to a marketer is very different than selling it to a developer. So when you look right. at people actually paying for your software, is it mainly the marketers, the CMOs, or is it mainly developers, the CTOs? Um, it depends on, on, on features that they want to use. So I think maybe it's 50-50 between CTOs and CMOs. I see. Okay, got it. And, and again, serving 200 today. Now you have, obviously we have to talk about your pricing after all you are a pricing optimization tool. So you have a, Z, a free plan and then a $99 per month plan and then sort of a, a pro plus option. What's the average customer paying you per month right now? Uh, I'm not sure that I can disclose this information right now, if it's fine, um, but our plan is dynamic. I mean, uh, it, it, pro plan is starting with the 99 per month but it's extending uh, more as you grow. So it has a dynamical, dynamical um, point here. Just to be clear though, so it's fair to say that all paying customers are paying more than $99 per month. Some of them are paying much more. Yeah, yes, of course. So, so help me understand, again, a lot of SaaS founders when they launch, they don't know how to drive upsell revenue or you're calling it dynamic revenue, right? What's yeah. the dynamic thing that you upsell against? So our thing is a revenue. So we have some revenue threshold, which is 20K per month. And if you're a developer, you use Adaptive for 99 per month flat if you're below 20K. But uh, after that, you pay 599 on every thousand if you're greater than 20K. Does that make sense? Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and so... 
I guess, I guess that's easy to explain to a new potential customer, but why did you decide to have that be like the driver? For example, I, I could say, look, a lot of our revenue growth has nothing to do with Adapti, but now I'm paying you $5.99 for all the extra revenue we're tracking. Like this doesn't feel fair. We believe it, it feels fair. Um, and the reason is, uh, as more you grow, as more technical issues you have, and as more, you know, as, as bad it is for you to have any issues with your billing system, right? And, it's, and it, as it's more harder to run experiments as you grow bigger and bigger. So that's why we believe our model is fair. Mm -hmm. You know, if you compare 10K per month MRR versus 1 million per month MRR, they're completely different in how they grow, you know, in server loads and etc. So, yeah, we believe it's, it's kind of fair. Of course, we provide the volume discounts as yep. you grow super big. But, yeah, we think it makes sense. How much total MRR is flowing through your system currently? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> maybe, um, maybe over 20 million. I think even more. Yeah, I mean, that's the number, right? If you grow that to hundreds of millions or a billion, I mean, that's obviously a great indicator for the business. Yeah. And do you, do you, did you build this? Did your old uh, boss at the, at the prior company you guys came from, are they paying for the software? Uh, sorry, what do you mean? You guys said that you had this problem at your past company. So naturally, one of your first customers should have been your past company is your past company. Ah, yeah, yeah, of course. Okay. So they joined, they, yeah, of course, they joined as a, you know, first, first company and they were testers, of course. Yeah. Talk to me a little bit more about the team. How many of you guys are there? So now we're a team of 15 people. And by the way, on our landing page, you can find a, a page for a team and jobs, <laughs> just in case. <laughs> yeah. And we're a team of 15 people and three founders. And all these guys with whom we founded the company, we worked before and we founded a company before. So it's not our first company. So three co-founders, how many engineers are on the team? Seven. Seven engineers. Okay. And yeah. when, you, when the three of you guys came together to launch the business, I mean, the most dilutive event in any company's history is your co-founders. And then it's your seed round. Usually how did the three of you guys decide how to split equity? Um, I don't know. We just negotiated. I mean, it, it, it wasn't a big problem for us. So we just discussed, um, depending on our, you know, needs and responsibilities. And was just split it. So I, I, I think we did it pretty in a fair way. Did you guys just do 30, 30, 30? No. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, so, so that, that's what I'm getting at, right? It, explain why somebody would get a little bit more in terms of what value they're bringing to the business. Um, I think it depends on, again, responsibilities. Because companies sometimes can live without somebody. So I strongly believe company cannot live without CEO. That's for sure. Most companies cannot live without head of sales and CMOs. But probably you can live without, you know, CTO. You can hire CTO. It depends on your business. Um, that's super simple. So given these numbers and given this idea, you can calculate your equation. Are, are all the... 
are all of your founders still active? Crunchbase only lists you and Kirill. Did you guys have a bit of a co-founder fallout? Who's the third co-founder? Uh, yeah, we didn't add the third co-founder. Uh, he is a VP of sales and CEO. Oh, you added um, him later. Um, yeah, a bit later. Maybe we had him in in, in April. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Got it. That makes good sense. So 15 people on the team, three co-founders, seven engineers. Do you have any quota carrying sales reps or no? Uh, we have advisors. And uh, we have some other guys like designers, you know. Okay, but you, have no, you have no one full time that is managing a quota currently. Okay. Okay. Got it. Interesting. And then talk to me about how you funded the business. Um, I think you've raised some from 500 startups. How much have you raised to date? Yeah. So we started Bootstrap because it was our second company and we had some savings from our last company. Um, then we raised our pre-seed from two funds, one angel and 500 startups. And what year was that? It was 500K. In what year? Last year? In 2020, right? In 2020. August. Yep. Okay, good. So, so raise 500K from 500 startups. And, and you keep talking about the prior company. I'd love to learn a little bit about that. What company did you guys work on before this? Yeah, so um, we work at a company called Patiejo Labs. It's probably hard to pronounce. Uh, but what we did is uh, we did the consulting in machine learning, mostly for mobile apps. Mm -hmm. So we did things like chatbots, natural language processing, some things about computer vision, running and deploying machine learning models, you know, all this mathematical and statistical stuff. And the reason is because we have a pretty strong degree in, um, in, in computer and data science. So it was kind of a logical way for us. And Vitaly, when you take learnings from that company, plus your first two years in business here at Adapti, and you're looking at growing from 200 customers to 2000 customers, how are you getting customers today? What, what's your CAC? Um, so there's, there's a number of ways we can, we can grow. First of all, for us, it's kind of important to grow by word of mouth because people know us and they tell other developers about how we, uh, how cool is our product and it costs us nothing except of maybe technical support. Um, we also use some organic growth. Again, people search for us. We do run G2 review campaigns. It's all, it's all pretty standard. I mean, we don't have anything special here. It's mostly organic. Yeah, but organic is kind of an easy answer, right? When I hear someone tell me that it's just organic growth, it tells me they don't actually know how to pour fuel on the fire. They don't actually know where growth is coming from. They just say word of mouth and organic. So, I mean, have you identified things you can pour gas on to really drive faster? Uh, I would say yes, but I don't want to disclose it. Okay. Why is that? I mean, there's something you can teach us there without compromising, I guess, the business strategy. I mean, it, it, it maybe it's pretty sensitive because we have a, a kind of a strong competitors here. But I would say that, you know, just if you want to drive organic growth, which is, I believe, it's kind of important for B2B and SaaS companies, uh, do blog, run mm -hmm. blog, run podcasts, run, you know, some just create an information, useful information and um, develop stickness. So people read it more, share it. Yeah, but this idea is not revolutionary. Launching a blog is like playbook 101 stuff, exactly. right? So, so how are you going to execute in a way that your competitors are not executing? 
Um, I mean, it, it's not a big secret how you grow. You just need to do it. Um, it. That's my personal opinion and what I've been taught in 500 startups. I mean, you have um, pretty standard ways how you grow. I mean, run a blog. I understand that it, it sounds pretty simple, but when, when it comes to execution, you need to create a content plan. You need to understand what you need to write about. You need to do it interesting and interesting way so people need must read your content and understand you know maybe convert to paid subscribers and etc and it's all very company specific so there are tons of corporate um, internal secrets here but in general there's nothing special you just need to do it and do it and run as many experiments and as fast as you can this is, i yeah. think is just a general idea around when you run a company just try to do something fast Yep. Not yep. something, but everything. Well, we can't do everything. We can certainly test fast and then keep the winners and then go from there. Yeah, yeah hey, just test fast. Yep. Vitaly, before we wrap up, I mean, can I take 200 customers times that minimum price point of 100 bucks a month? You guys are doing more than $20,000 a month right now in revenue. I don't disclose this number. Well, you already disclosed 200 paid customers, and I already asked you what your minimum price point was, and you said 100 bucks a month. So can't I just multiply those two together to get $20,000 a month in revenue? Well, you can. Great. So, so wh why would that not be accurate? Uh, we have some volume discounts, for example. We have some uh, other discounts. So it's kind of different. I see. I see. Do you think you can break $20,000 a month this year? Yeah. Got it. Well, hey, listen, we're rooting for you, man. Let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's your yeah. favorite book? Um, maybe it will be, um, a lot, the last book of Ben Horvitz. Okay. Uh, the hard thing about hard things. Yes, exactly. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Sorry, what the question? Is there a CEO you're following or studying? Um, probably no. Okay. I Number mean, <laughs> I just no. tried to pick a different ideas from different CEOs. Number no problem. Number three, besides your own, what's your favorite online tool for building Adapty? Webflow. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Sorry, one more time. How many hours of sleep do you get every night? Uh, <laughs> maybe six. Six. Okay. Five. And what's your situation? <laughs> Married, single, kids? Uh, have a girlfriend. Okay. No, no kids running around. No kids. All I'm right. too young for kids. <laughs> How old are you? 26. 26. Last question. What's something you wish you knew when you were 20? Uh, in my, in my, tw in my 20. When you were 20, what's something you wish you knew? Oh man. <laughs> um, but it's not scary to start something when you're alone. Guys, Adapty is helping you do pricing and A-B testing live, real-time on your paywalls. They launched just a year and a half, two years ago. They raised $500,000 to get going, over 200 customers today as they look to continue to scale, got their first 10 customers uh, from a product hunt launch. Vitaly, thanks for taking us to the top. Thank you, Nathan.